Breaking Rules Publishing is currently accepting submissions in all genres, including for our four magazine lines, Horror Magazine, The Scribe, Triangle Writers, and the soon-to-be-released Someday Magazine. We also have several short story anthologies, such as The Hollow, Where All Evil Lies, and an upcoming wedding anthology. So for more information, please visit breakingrulespublishing.com. And if you're enjoying Writer Someday to Author today, please make sure to hit subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Welcome listeners to Writer Someday to Author today. I'm your host, Jennifer Gordon. And today we have two of our Breaking Rules authors here with us. We have Allison Martin, the author of Dibs, and Abigail Tyrrell, the author of Roots Before Branches. So I'm just going to introduce our two ladies and then let them have some fun talking to each other. Allison, can you introduce yourself first and tell us a little bit about your book? Hi, Jennifer. My name is Allison Martin, and I'm the author of Dibs. It's a character-driven romance with a little bit of bourbon and banter. And it's one of those romances that kind of happens in real time. So we're kind of getting to fall in love with the characters as they fall in love with each other. And it's one of those stories where we've got characters who've experienced real heartache and loss, and they're learning to be real and vulnerable with each other for a second time in their lives. Fantastic. And uh, Abigail? Um, I'm Abigail Tyrrell, and I'm the author of Roots Before Branches, which is an LGBTQ uh, romance set in rural France. And it it's not as much real time like Dibs is, but it spans quite a long time um, with these two characters. And it also focuses a lot on like mental health issues as well. Uh, well, I can just say I've read both of your books, and I'm not normally a romance novel fan, but I loved these stories. I fell in love with all four of your main characters so much. Uh, so, and and I know you two have read each other's books. Yes, we have. <laughs> yeah, we have. So, Allison, tell me what you liked the most about Abigail's book. So I basically got to take a vacation in rural France through the eyes of this young, lovely British man. Made me want to both move to France and be British, which I can't do either. So that's kind of a letdown that I can't do either of those things in reality. But I did through Abby's book. And these characters are just so real and so lovable that you just hurt for them when they hurt. Like you're going through their lives and through their loves and wanting so much for them, wanting them to connect, wanting to see them get to go deeper with each other and seeing how real life sometimes gets in the way of that, even when the best of intentions and the purest of love still gets thwarted by things like outside interference and hate and homophobia and all these things. It's just a beautiful, heartbreaking story, but also just so realistic that you just feel like you're there with the characters and experiencing all the sensations. Nobody handles sensations as well as Abigail does. You really feel all these things as she's describing them. So even though I'm stuck in my house here in Southern California, I felt like I was there with her. Um, I agree. Uh, the way you just described her book gave me chills. I stayed up until uh, almost 2 a.m. the other night finishing it, and, and I felt the same way. I was transported. 
Uh, and I felt the same way about your book, but transported to a very different place in your book. <laughs> so <laughs> happy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Texas, the, the France of America. <laughs> Abby, tell me how, what you thought about Allison's book, Dibs. Uh, well, Alison will know this because I was kind of online talking to her while I was like reading dibs, um, how into it I got straight away, which I, to be honest, I don't read that many romance uh, novels either, even though I write in that genre. Um, but dibs just caught me from the beginning with like the prawn fingers. I love that. Oh, that, is, that was my favorite part <laughs> of the whole thing. Thank you for translating that into British because the shrimp fingers... <laughs> Sorry, Sorry prawn fingers. Alice in prawn fingers was very classy. Prawn fingers. Prawn <laughs> yeah, fingers. Prawn fingers. Much classier uh, than yeah, <laughs> But that's what I mean. It's things like that that just made me laugh from the get-go and make me love Olivia, the main character, so much. And I think that's what hooked me to it is that Olivia as the main character was so engaging and I was able to relate to her on so many things even though I haven't experienced the same thing she has, I could really put myself into her shoes. And of course, as a reader, I fell in love with Adam as well. I I think it would be impossible for you not to, because he's just so handsome and lovely. And and it's it's hard to read Dibs and put it down, because throughout all of it, I was just like, I just want them to get together. I just want them to fall in love. And I think that's what makes a really good romance uh, novel. And Alison did that brilliantly with Dibs. So, um, so both of you are, have written these, I consider them not traditional romance novels because when I hear the word romance novel, I think of those cheesy book covers where there's like a woman uh, and her bodice is being ripped and she's like on a ship for some reason. And the man- no, she's a pirate. Yeah, because he's a pirate, of course. Also, he might be secret Santa Claus. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> what made you, um, both of you, decide to- to write a love story and what do you do when 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 people ask you if it's like a bodice ripper erotica because I think sometimes people might automatically think that so what made you want to write a romance and how do you tell people that it's a romance novel that's more than just about that big sex for me I think I echo what Abigail said I'm not a big romance reader either And I think part of it is the things you just said. You kind of hit between the Harlequin romance where you're seeing the bodice rippers, pirate ship, plantation. I don't really even know how those all work together, but you need one of those to get your romance novel published. Both of ours are set in present tense. These are, or not present tense, but current era. So these are characters we can relate to because most of us don't really relate to the woman on the pirate ship, except through some extreme fantasy wish fulfillment, unless we're also sailors somehow. <laughs> and also, I feel like that's a good idea for a book. Somebody write that one down. That's another book. Um, but there, then there's also kind of the Fifty Shades kind of thing that's become more trendy. So you hear romance and you go to one of those two things and both of our books fall into neither of those categories. And I think it's kind of telling that both of us are not big romance readers. We wrote the stories we wanted to tell, and they happened to be romances. We didn't fall into the, 
well, I'm going to do these romance tropes and I'm going to write a romance novel. And you'll even see there are books out there that say you have to hit these beats, these story time tones to be a romance writer. I didn't even know there was such a thing. I wrote this story in all honesty because I'd read a few women's literature books as a beta reader and they were lacking. They were lacking engagement. They were lacking in character development. I didn't care for the characters and I didn't, I didn't care if they fell in love because I didn't like them. I couldn't relate to them. I didn't want to be them. And for me, what I really wanted was to tell a story with a main character like myself who came from a headspace like my own headspace. And I wrote it for me. I ended up sending it to a friend just kind of for fun to say, hey, what do you think of this? Because I'd written a science fiction novel and was working on trying to get that polished. And when my friend read it, and she happened to be a romance reader, she was mad when her Kindle shut down and she couldn't finish it in one setting, and then immediately demanded a sequel and told me, yeah, you need to be, you need to be doing this. The reason I had the confidence to even try to get this published because I thought, I don't read romance. I have no business writing romance. And maybe because I don't read romance, I wasn't caught in some of those preconceived ideas of what a romance should be. And so it isn't a Harlequin romance and it isn't a Fifty Shades kind of thing. It's a real story where real people fall in love. I mean, yes, it's fiction, but feel very real because they're not trying to fit into those silly stereotypes. Exactly. Okay. Abby? Yeah, I have to agree with uh, everything that Alison said there. Like, when I was writing uh, Roots for Branches, it was romance is at the heart of it, but I wanted to explore a lot of other things, um, like family, um, the main character's got bipolar, and really look at how those kind of things can affect a day-to-day life. Uh, I read books uh, by people like Augustine Burroughs, who are very much like this kind of real, raw kind of world that they make. And I think that's how I like to write. Um, I can't help putting a little bit of romance in anything I write. It's just something I do. I, I can't help it. Are you a hopeless romantic? <laughs> I just like having my characters born in love. <laughs> um, do you know, I don't think I am, but <laughs> apparently I like to write it. <laughs> so it, the thing about uh, your book, Abby, that I loved so, so much, uh, besides the characters, which I, I fell in love with both of them. So uh, I just, I, I loved them. I loved them. I wanted to be in France with them. I wanted to be a beautiful yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> and fall in love with them. Uh, I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that. Um, but you also made France, I would say, the third main character of that story. It wasn't, it didn't just read like a love letter to these two male characters. It was a love letter about France and about, I've never been there, but about my ideal of France which is, of course, a giant house with a greenhouse and a garden. So <laughs> why France? Did you go there? Do you love it there? Do you imagine you're a French girl or a French boy? <laughs> Either side. I think the dream would be to live in France. Um, I don't know where it came from, uh, but when I was a teenager, I just developed this fascination with France. I started watching French movies when I was at university because that's what I studied for my degree and I kind of got lost in this this world I don't know if you've looked into French cinema oh, yeah. but there's something so <laughs> like 
whimsical about it and magical and I thought I, I feel like I need to be in France and I've gone there several times now never to rural France mind you always to Paris and kind of the surrounding areas there but I don't I honestly don't know what it is it's like as soon as you get there there's a different feeling in the air and I just love it and it, it just made sense for me to set the story there I think and you captured that um so beautifully and now thank you kind of on the the, the flip to that Allison your book was set in Texas and I have been to Texas and you right. captured that I know uh, you captured kind of the, that charm of Texas that that charm and also that what the hell is this of Texas really well uh, <laughs> um, so I said it there I said it there for a few reasons um, I have been to a conference in Texas, although not in Austin. My sister lives in Austin. So some of the stuff I stole from real-life experiences, there's a restaurant that they visit during dibs, and I've actually eaten at that restaurant. I think I changed the name just so they wouldn't get mad at me. But the, the restaurant is lovely, so it's I never say anything. <laughs> about it just I'm always worried um as a former as a former barrister as a former attorney I'm always worried somebody's going to sue if I say something that they don't like so I always try to fictionalize things so they can't come back and say you insulted our barbecue um but but yes it's it's set in a place that's primarily we're inside a hotel most of the time and it's intentionally supposed to be really blank so the reader can kind of insert themselves because just about everyone who will, read, will, who will read this will have been to a, a hotel like this that has almost no charm and no personality because these places are cookie cutter wherever you go. So the running joke in Dibs is it's called Hotel Beige, which is obviously not the real name, but it's designed by committee to be as inoffensive and uninteresting so it doesn't possibly upset anyone. But then, of course, you still have to have people eat and sleep and have good so. That's, that's where it is, and it is not set in a fancy, beautiful location. But that means it can really be anywhere, too. Yeah, and that's, I liked it. Uh, the first time I went to Texas was, like, on a work trip, and we were in, like, a beigey, terrible hotel. So I nice. I was just like, oh, yeah, I, I stayed there. Oh, <laughs> yes. I've been there. Oh, actually, I know, I know which conference room that is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and that's, uh, again, I think what makes... Uh, your book very relatable because like you said you can just imagine yourself because we've all been there we've been there in your character's shoes uh as olivia because she's uh and th this is a compliment she's the every woman she's the every woman that's in this podcast right now i know that yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so um if she's all of us here i know she's uh, a lot of other people elsewhere as well uh, so we're going to take a few minute break right now so we can hear from our sponsors and uh, then we will get back to talking with Allison and Abigail. That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at thatsnotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash that's not canon. Welcome back, everybody, to Writer Someday to Author Today. 
Once again, I am your host, Jennifer, and I am here with Allison Martine and Abigail Tyrrell, two of our Breaking Rules Publishing's authors. They both write romance novels. And so we've been talking about life, love, France, shrimp fingers. (laughs) So we have been talking a lot about the characters in your book and how uh, in love with them we all are. Who was, and we're going to start with Allison, who was the the character you loved to hate the most in your book? Like, like you wrote it, like the person you're like, oh my God, I hate her or him. And, uh, but it was still weirdly fun to write. Okay. So Lori Sunkist or Lori freaking Sunkist, as we sometimes call her, AKA the blonde one. It's the roommate that I've got my main character, Olivia, paired with, who decides right off the bat that she's going to make a play for the main man. And so she's kind of this comic foil because she's 22, right out of college, and basically has addressed this whole work conference as just an excuse to hook up and doesn't really seem to be aware of or all that interested in the fact that other people might not be there for that reason. (laughs) And she's both kind of an annoyance, but also just an obstacle to Olivia being able to get through this conference without losing her own mind. But it's very fun to write someone like that because that's definitely not me, but we've all met people like that who are just a little bit too perky, a little bit too happy, a little (laughs) too looking to do body shots, that kind of thing. So it's very fun to write her, but but I don't know if anybody's supposed to hate her so much as be annoyed by her. So... Anybody in the book is hate-worthy, but some people, if you're not rolling your eyes, I didn't do my job. And Abby, uh, there, there are two characters that I'm thinking of in your book that are mm. Uh, mm, villains, villainous. Yeah. I feel like one was probably very difficult to write, and one was probably, in a fun way, terrible and good to write. Can you talk about Victor? Yes, I thought you mentioned Victor. See, Victor is the character that was never meant to be. I don't know where he came from, what he's even doing there. He's just there. But I was going to have Charlie's aunt Hildy be kind of like the kind of grumpy older person. But as I wrote it, I I was like, I, I quite like Hildy. I don't want her to be like that. So, from one of the very long. first paragraphs of Hildy. You described her so beautifully and there was so much love in that one paragraph mm-hmm. for this character that I knew right away she couldn't be annoying. And I was just thank like, you. Oh, I was just going to say, thank you I for was, not making Hildy bad. No, I love yeah, her. Yeah, I just couldn't. And so Victor kind of got the brunt of all of this stuff. <laughs> I was going to make Hildy and I never, I, I don't know. I, I thought, should I give him some redeeming features? And then I just thought, no. I kept no. waiting. <laughs> he doesn't every he doesn't get better. Um, he is almost comically bad, though, at times. Which, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. he, he was fun to, fun to hate. I was, because it was a different time zone from where I was reading the book and where you are, so I couldn't be texting you in the middle of the night. But luckily, Allison is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> three hours behind me so I was texting her while reading your book oh. like live reactions <laughs> Victor's the worst and uh Allison said no just wait so uh I was I was very drawn in to to both your worlds and that's a and I loved it 
So of course, this has to lead to what is going on with your writing next? Allison, I know what's going on with your writing, but do you want to share that with um, your your sequel plans? <laughs> yes. So as I said, my first reader finished dibs and was like, all right, I need to see what happens next. And I think she would have texted me daily until I finished giving her a sequel because she was just <laughs> into it, which I was very flattered about, but I hadn't, I hadn't planned to even write a sequel. And when dibs was originally finished there was an epilogue that gave an overview of what happened next it was only maybe a few paragraphs long but then when I realized okay I have more to say about these two I'm not done with them I wrote the sequel which is called since September it's already done I am hoping to have it launched in September just because that makes it easy to remember the title of the book Uh, but it takes it takes the romance to the next level and where they go from when we leave Texas to what happens next. And I'm now writing the third installment, which does not have a title, but I am, I'm in very early stages right now, just because since dibs literally just came out, my head's been kind of spinning, trying to make sure people know about it. And then I'm going to need to go back and revisit since September to make sure it's polished and clean. And I already had to rename one of the characters in September because I realized the last name was too reminiscent of another character in another series. And I just didn't want people going there in their heads going, I read this name and I'm picturing this person. So when I finished, I went back and changed the last name of one of the characters. Doesn't change anything. Just the name needed to get caught up with the rest of the story. So that's where I am on that. I'm uh, hoping to get the third one underway when my brain can kind of calm down from the high of, I just got my book published. And everywhere I turn around, it's, hey, let's think about whether or not your book is sold yet. So I need to get back into the writing thing at some point in time. (laughs) Yeah. And Abby, what are you working Um, on next? Please say, please say a sequel to Roots Before Branches. I know, I know you have a few other projects going on, but. There might be, well, okay. I have, I have started a sequel, even though I shouldn't have done, because I am working on something else but I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. And, but it's, it's not going to be from Charlie's point of view, which I think is what I'm struggling with, with writing it because I'm so attached to Charlie and with the first one being completely all about him, it it feels a bit strange kind of writing Charlie as a supporting character, which is what he'd be in the sequel. Uh, So (laughs) that's proven a bit difficult and I think that's why I'm stalling with it a little bit just because I'm not ready to let go of him that much that makes sense just yet Abigail's other project I've been reading it as it's come so I think she's doing this just to torture me so the two main <laughs> the other book never get together she's going to write another <laughs> book and keep me waiting before she can have the love interests in the other project actually fall in love so <laughs> I'm reading but they aren't together yet and she's like go write this whole other book and you're gonna have to wait <laughs> so Abby what's what's the what's the new mystery book I know it's called rumors can you tell us a little that's bit it. about that that's yeah it? that's it's like working title at the moment which I've stolen from a Fleetwood Mac album just because it's about a band and relationships within a band so oh we've all been there um, Oh uh, well, I haven't with the band, but hey, <laughs> we can all imagine. <laughs> but it's it's about um, 
a guy called Elliot and he's a lead singer in a band and he's in a relationship with two people within this band. And it's about how his life changes when somebody else comes along and how that then affects his job. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much else, really. Guys, I have to say, I love what I've written. So I'm pretty sure she's doing this just to up the suspense and the intensity so that when she finishes, <laughs> I'll be like, thank you. I've only waited forever for this. But it's lovely. And and Abby just writes, especially men, she writes these men that I just fall in love with. And it, it helps when, when the both protagonists are men because then you can fall in love with all of them. Quite I know. That's how I felt so, with, with Roots. And I exactly. sort of felt like I was uh, in the movie version of this. They both would have somehow been played by like a beautiful curly haired Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Yeah, one, we've talked one about a little him, bit you know. more buff, like Charlie Young, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, Ezra, Timothy yeah. Chalamet from Little Women, <laughs> which <laughs> different versions of him as different characters in the same work. I love it. <laughs> that way, you know, if it's a lower budget movie, you just really have to have one actor and and mirrors. <laughs> he doesn't work for cheap. I don't know who you're kidding. <laughs> well, maybe he'll believe in the project. <laughs> he'll believe yeah, in it. Enough. <laughs> All right. Um, it has been really fun chatting with both of you. And uh, Breaking Rules Publishing is very thrilled to have you both on board as two of our new, newly released authors. Uh, Allison, your book came out, what, two weeks ago? I don't know, three Some, weeks ago? Yeah, something, something like that. Mm hmm. And Abby, yours is being released any minute now, right? Probably yeah. next week, like almost any minute. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. Refresh <laughs> your Amazon browser and check kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So listeners, please make sure you can check that out on Amazon, uh, Roots Before Branches, or Dibs. And they're both also found on our Breaking Rules Publishing website at breakingrulespublishing.com. Today's episode of Writer Someday to Author Today is brought to you by the following sponsors. Embrace Magazine is the first ever LGBTQ plus magazine in North Central Florida. It premieres on May 31st, 2020 as a digital only annual magazine with a possible limited print. The mission is to present stories of gay and straight communities coming together to live, work, play, and pray. The magazine provides content that is appealing to both the LGBTQ plus community as well as straight communities. To learn more, visit our website as embracemagazine.us and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash embracemagazine.us.